Welcome to Postpartum Empowerment, where our goal is to equip you in your journey to mental wellness through your pregnancy and postpartum season. I'm your host, Samantha Newman, and while I have a passion for this topic, I want to note that I'm not a substitute for medical and psychological care. I'm just a mama who has been where you are now and have a passion for sharing hope and encouragement where I can. Today, I'm excited to welcome my good friend, Nadia Taylor, to the podcast. Nadia is a mother and a wife and a certified doula through Dona International and has her own business in Sydney, servicing mothers in pregnancy, birth, and beyond. So Nadia, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks, Sam, for having me on. Yeah. So do you want to start by telling us a little about yourself and why you decided to become a doula? Yeah, so I became a doula in California, um, where I'm originally from the States, Mm -hmm. uh, back in 2009, before I even had children. When I found out about doulas um, and how they passionate about supporting moms during their pregnancy and their childbirth and a bit afterwards, it really inspired me to want to be by their side, even though I haven't experienced, hadn't experienced it myself. Mm. And it was something that I felt I could support them and comfort them in such a huge, special time in their life, Mm. time in their life. Yeah. Oh, that's really great. And now you've been through childbirth, <laughs> so you have three three children, and yeah, so that would make it even more special, I guess, since you've yeah, been through it now. Child, yes, each birth experience was different. Mm-hmm. I first had a cesarean. It was elective. My daughter was in the breech position, but during some, I guess, she was had one foot down, one foot up. Okay. And so she was breached position and um, we tried different ways to turn her around safely. And it just, she just felt comfortable in that position. But at the time I didn't have the options uh, for doctors that were comfortable delivering vaginally. So I ended up having a cesarean with my daughter. And then my second son, I was able to do a bit more research and finding support a supportive midwife mm-hmm. and I got to have my son um, vaginally mm-hmm. um, un- unmedicated and then my last daughter decided to be breech as well but <laughs> luckily she was bum had her bum down so she was in a better position even though she was breech mm-hmm. and I got to have her naturally as well. That's wonderful. Now would you like to tell us what is a doula in case someone is wondering like what on earth are they talking about what is a doula and what are the benefits of having a doula so the word doula is greek and it actually means woman's servant so when it comes to i guess the the developed countries they decided to use the word the word doula in the medical field as a a woman's servant in pregnancy and birth so they've been around for a very long time. Um, they just haven't been classified as a doula. It's all of your um, moms, your grandmas, your aunts, your sisters. They all were some sort of type of doula, mm-hmm. even though they weren't getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just having that, that sisterhood 
that um, womanly support around you during your pregnancy, your birth and your postpartum period to help you as to make everything as smoothly as possible. So in the developed country, I guess we had less of it offered or less education when it comes to, I guess, having a birth naturally as natural as possible. So we started hiring doulas to help us get the type of birth that we want, or at least as natural as possible. Yeah. So that's so cool. A doula, I guess one of the, the big benefits that a doula does is that we're hired for specifically for the mom, not from the hospital, not from the doctor or the, or the midwife. We're hired specifically for the mom. So we work for her. Mm-hmm. And so whatever type of birth that she wants, generally the doula will support every part of it and try to help her get or achieve that working with the health system that might um, want to challenge some of that. Right. Um, and I can talk more about that later, but mm-hmm. another benefit is that we help reduce the rate of cis- unnecessary cesareans, mm-hmm. help shorten the length of labor. That's reduce, a good one. <laughs> yeah, reduce epidurals or any other like forceps uh, intervention, unnecessary interventions mm-hmm. that could have been otherwise avoided. Mm-hmm. Helping with breastfeeding, increasing mother satisfaction with the birth experience, uh, especially if, unfortunately, some women ha- can have traumatic, both physically or emotionally, mm-hmm. um, from the staff. So, having a doula there will help almost not be a bodyguard, but be that support person because she is very vulnerable then. Yeah, and it's hard for her to stick up or say, I don't like this or that. And so having a dual just help her, give her that confidence to speak up for herself. And then for postpartum, yeah, helping reduce any postpartum moods or depression mm-hmm. and increasing the new parent's confidence in caring for their newborn, especially if this is their first pregnancy. Yeah. Goodness. I wish that I had known you before my eldest Cody was born and hired you because I've thought so much about how if my mom had lived nearby Mm. or, you know, my grandma or someone that could be there to say, oh, yeah, you're doing that right. Mm. Then maybe I would have had more confidence in motherhood. But part of my Mm -hmm. issue was that I wasn't very confident. And then that affected, you know, it kind of affects everything when you feel like, Mm -hmm. am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? And then you're just anxious about all of it. So, um, goodness, that would have been really good, (laughs) but we didn't meet until after both of our firstborns were born. And then you were having home births anyway by then. So yeah, that's true. (laughs) At least giving birth. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So when someone is looking for a doula, where should they go to look for, like, how do they know if there's one in their area? The best place is there's honestly if you just google uh find a doula there's quite a few websites um there's actually an australian doula college and they list their doulas some of them are training so you can kind of get them at a a discounted rate 
versus the experienced and certified ones. Mm-hmm. Facebook, just asking around if anyone knows of any doulas. Yeah, and then there's a couple other uh, other websites, uh, Net- Doula Network, and they list all all of their doulas as well. Okay, wonderful. So I'm all listed on that. So because you can basically you search where you are. Uh, what service and hopefully you find a doula nearby or like at least one that will travel to you. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So what should someone look for if they're going to talk to a doula? What should they be looking for in a doula? So if they happen to find more than one doula that is in their region, then I would highly suggest interviewing at least a couple just so you can find the ones that you click with the most, because even though it's, you can kind of pick your midwives, at least if you go privately versus publicly, if you want to have that person that's going to be with you through the whole process and who understands what you want and you, what you don't want. And just to feel like another sister in the room that is supportive and, but very knowledgeable, Mm -hmm. you want to be able to feel comfortable to be emotionally vulnerable and physically vulnerable in front of them. So you can, you, you'll know after one meeting, whether you click or not, and um, just asking the right questions as well as if they're trained, if they've gone through a sort of actual school, whether a a physical school or online school, they both will, would be fine Mm -hmm. Um, with, they have experience or not. So they hopefully are charging you correctly if they are, a student or not mm-hmm. experience isn't if they have, have been trained but there are new that's still all right because they've been trained but it's still a bit tricky if they haven't been trained and they're new oh, then you might want to get to know them a bit more right just to make sure that you're on the right on the same page and especially knowing their what they're going to do and not do because it can get very like legal actions could could come across if they aren't certified then they have more room to make mistakes because they're following rules by their certificator right so they could make break boundaries medically and could be can get you in trouble and stuff like that Basically, they can be liable yeah. for... Yeah, liable. Yeah. And so that's why ha- having a doula that has been trained and certified, we have regulations that we have to abide by, or the way we can break our license. Mm-hmm. And and then I guess that's where it also makes it un- a bit rough when we're working with m- midwives and nurses. If our job isn't consistent, our role isn't consistent... So some doulas who are, have chosen not to be certified, then if they, they could make bad, uh, not the greatest choices and behavior and make a bad reputation for doulas, which has right. happened. Mm-hmm. And then those midwives don't want to work with doulas. Right. Again, and they just, yeah. Yeah. So that I makes sense. <laughs> no, that makes sense though. And that's important. That's an important <laughs> distinction for someone to know if they're going to, pay money to a doula they you know you want to make sure that you're getting someone that is experienced and and know what they're doing especially their contract make sure that it's very thorough of what they will do 
mm-hmm. and what they or as an options uh, what they're able to do and what they will not do yeah so getting that clarity so that there's boundaries that are there and less likely to be any confrontation during or afterwards yeah because that's the last thing you want I mean the whole like I guess in my mind, the whole reason you're hiring a doula for the birth would be so that you don't have to be in confrontation with, you can just focus on your labor. Yeah. So you wouldn't want that conflict with your doula. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, being comfortable, I can see how that would be really important too. I had a midwife tell me once that basically a midwife should be doing the job of what a doula is supposed to do. And so... Would you mind telling us why that's not quite right? Like, what is the difference between a midwife and a doula? What What is that extra role that a doula can offer? So the midwife's main role is the safety of the mother and the baby. Mm-hmm. So majority of their training is on what could go wrong mm-hmm. and being able to how, to how to safely take care of the baby and the mom. Mm-hmm. And as well as obviously other things of like pregnancy and nutrition and, all, and more of the educational side of it, of how labor works and all that stuff. So that's what they're knowledgeable as well. But when it actually comes to the labor itself, they have a lot of more paperwork that they have to do. So there's less time for them to be able to be there emotionally for you and physically being able to sit there and verbally encourage you and give you a massage or give you techniques and stuff especially if you're in a hospital because if they've got multiple women that are in labor they have to come in check on you check your vitals and move on Mm. so it really depends on the midwife and it really depends on how busy they are whether you'll get a bit more interaction with the midwives when there's nothing going wrong. Mm-hmm. So if, you're at, if your labor is actually going pretty smoothly, uh, you'll see them less. Yeah. So a lot of women feel a bit lonely. Yeah. Uh, so having a doula, so the doula is trained. If she's been trained, it, it usually can take up to a whole year to be certified. So mm-hmm. it's not just some simple process uh, to become a doula. They really wanted to educate us in all aspects of it. We're just not medically trained to give internals or give IVs, stuff like that. We're informationally knowledgeable as in the pros and cons of each medication or drug or intervention that could happen. Right. And we're there to provide that informationally for her so that she can make her decision whether she would like to do that or not. And also there to remind her that if there is something that comes up and the doctor or midwife says, this isn't working or something has come up and we would like to do this, it's the doula is there to help remind her that she usually has time at least enough time to rethink her options because sometimes there's just a bit of pressure to make a decision right then and there. And when you're vulnerable in pain, you sometimes regret making those impulse decisions. So, yeah. And then, so yeah, the doula, so because we're hired by the one mother, 
we're there for her the whole time. Mm-hmm. We don't have to, any other clients to visit. We are there strictly for her. And if there is a partner, we're there to relieve them for them. If they want to have a break, go eat. Or if they're tired of giving an hour massage, yeah. then we can swap. <laughs> yeah. So it's just an extra hand. And that's another thing that I really enjoyed is helping with helping the partners because a mm. lot of them are very nervous. They don't like seeing their wife in pain and yeah. they want to help, but they don't know how, and they don't want to be yelled at or cursed at either. Right. So having the doula <laughs> there to kind of suggest things or sometimes they just need to be told what to do and then they have that confidence. But by getting to know the couple beforehand, so we're having that continuity of care as well by a doula, is we usually meet the client in their pregnancy. Mm-hmm. We usually do several sessions depending on if it's their first birth or not. And by meeting the partner as well, I get to know their comfort level mm. and what they, yeah, what they feel comfortable doing and not doing. So that I know kind of where my role is and if I'm going to be more of a physical support or if I'm just going to be more emotional uh, backup support. Yeah. So that's why every birth is so different. Sometimes I'm so hands-on and there it's very physically exhausting and others I feel like I've barely done a thing (laughs) but they're like you're amazing just because you were there in the room it gave me the confidence and safety that everything was going well and it gave the partner confidence because he knew I was watching him and I was going to let him know if something if he wasn't doing something right so yeah that That peace of mind (laughs) yeah um, we were watching that show Chuck last night. Did you used to watch that? Have you ever seen that no. show? Oh, it's so funny. Uh, and one of the characters, they call him awesome because he's like tall and handsome and chiseled. <laughs> anyway, his wife was giving birth and he was just walking around in this daze. And the nurses kept asking her, like, is he okay? And she's like, he got the he got this way with his final exams. He'll be fine in a little bit. He just needs to snap out of it. <laughs> and that's just reminded me of what we were just oh, watching no. that last night. And no. maybe they just needed a doula. <laughs> yeah. The doula could have said, Devin, snap out of it. Come and support your wife. Yeah. I think someone finally did say that. And then he came back and he was like all on it. Like he was there and yeah helped her but anyway (laughs) it's funny so I went on Facebook before we talked and asked my followers if they had any questions for you and I think we've covered all the questions except for one this was kind of an interesting one so one lady asked what's the worst part of the job there's not really anything that really sticks out it's more of just little annoyances um word like, so I've got three kids now. So if I wanted to attend a birth, it's it's more nervous and worry worrying. Some is when it, when a mother goes into labor and depending on the day or night, trying to find my kids um, somewhere, someone to be looked after, right. someone to look after them, or pick them up or take them to school. Right. So if I know that's taken care of, there's really not much negative except 
There's only one birth I really was saddened by, and that was she was like nine centimeters. She was doing amazing. Got to the hospital, and her mother finally met. You know, came in, met 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 us in the room, but just she didn't have a good relationship with her. So it was very stressful for her and the mother just kind of the way she was talking down to her and, and different things, it paused her labor. She was under stress and worried and her labor st- paused. She was nine centimeters and it took over an hour to finally get to her to have, get to feel safe again. Yeah. And we had to ask them to leave. And I hate having to do that. Right. That confrontation. So, yeah. Have you um, found that you've had to confront any of the staff at a hospital or anything um, very often? Because of our role, uh, one of the things we can't do, at least through the school I'm trained through, is mm-hmm. we can't speak on behalf of her, okay. like speak for her. I see. We can share what we think or say that's the way they're talking down to you is not is not okay. Mm-hmm. And you have a right to say, I want a different midwife or and something like that. Um, so, so you're there to empower her to use yeah. her voice. Yes. Okay. Otherwise, then I'm stepping on toes and, and could be belittling her if I'm speaking for her the whole time. And yeah, so. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So that's a that's a really good distinction that I guess I hadn't really realized before we talked this time. I mean, we've talked yeah. about this a lot because we're friends. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I didn't realize that you're not actually speaking on behalf of the woman. You are there to empower her yeah. to use her voice. I love that. That is so cool. Yeah. Cause we can go and go get the midwife and say, she wants to talk to you, mm-hmm. but we can go, Oh no, she doesn't want to do this anymore. Or like, she you can't say what her decision girl. is. You can't say she needs to say it herself. Right. Yeah. Okay. So. That's so cool. All right. Well, is there anything else you want to share about doulas before we end this episode? I guess I would really say really, I think everyone should have a doula, no mm. matter if it's their first or their third or fourth. I, I just feel so passionate and I know all, all the other doulas would as well, that um, we go so much into planning the actual baby arriving and spend the money and getting and buying all of the baby products and planning everything like that. But when it actually comes to labor, the, the birth and labor itself, we at least with our first, we feel, we come back after the birth feeling a bit like we missed something or that wasn't Mm -hmm. what I was expecting or unfortunately traumatic. Mm -hmm. And if they simply knew that they could have had someone be by their side and helped them through it and, or simply educated them, if they can't quite afford an actual doula, at least Usually a lot of doulas will have sessions where they will at least offer post uh, prenatal fit classes, mm-hmm. some sort of where they can still educate them, showing them their options, kind of give them a birth plan guide. And hopefully the partner will be able to remember everything 
if they can't actually have the duo there at the birth. But at yeah. least knowledge is powerful. It's amazing what simply educating a mother and a partner on their rights and what is natural and what is normal or what can be normal mm-hmm. can do to a mother's labor. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for sharing with us about that. And thanks for being on the podcast. So I know this information will be helpful to mamas out there that are pregnant or looking for postpartum support. And everyone come back next episode because Nadia is going to come back and talk to us about the fourth trimester. So thank you for being here. You've been listening to Postpartum Empowerment. Now go forth knowing you are not alone. See you next week.